Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hi, welcome to Talking Timber. I'm your host, Diane Mettler, the Executive Director of Pacific Logging Congress. And this week, we're gonna to speak to Julian, Product Manager for Forestry and Construction at CM Labs about training simulators. First off, we wanna thank our sponsors, the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation both whose mission is to support sound, technical education about the forest industry. If you don't know about either of these great organizations, just check them out online, www.pacificloggingcongress.org and www.pacificforestfoundation.org. This year, the Pacific Logging Congress will be holding its conference in Palm Springs, California, November 7th through 10th, and it's gonna feature a host of dynamic industry speakers and we'll have great networking opportunities. The PLC is excited to finally be meeting in person and the meeting will follow all COVID protocols. They hope you can join them. Okay, now on to this week's episode with Julian from CN Labs. Uh, my name is Julian Richard Lenzio. I'm product manager at CN Labs for uh, the construction and forestry product line. So we mainly design uh, training simulators for the industry. So when it's time to train uh, new operators, uh, completely green uh, operators, they usually pass some time on our simulators to get some hands-on training before moving on the real piece of equipment. But more about myself, uh, my background, I'm a mechanical engineer, but I also have a construction background. I have experience on the real piece of equipment. I grew up on a farm, so every equipment always been part of my life. But since I'm at CM Labs, I got the opportunity to be trained on all those type of equipment. Everyone we simulate, I usually get a quick training on them. Uh, so we talk about uh, dozer, grader, backhoe, uh, cranes, and forestry. We have the opportunity also to work with a training school here in, on the East Coast around uh, Montreal. So yeah, I have a basic training on the equipment, if I can say. Oh. Pretty basic, not experience. <laughs> How long have you been with the company? Uh, I've been working with CMF since uh, one, two, three, over eight years now. Oh, okay. So I had read about you had new simulators for Tiger Cat, and I was hope oh, maybe you could kind of tell me how that evolves, like, you know, a company starting out thinking they want a simulator, how that works. Yes, Tiger Cat, they are one of our main partners for the development of those uh, forestry simulators. Uh, we met, I think, over a year, almost two years ago at a trade show. It was at ConExpo. We exchanged some contact and they also see training needs on their side for equipment. And also those simulators will be used for uh, sales and marketing support for big trade shows. Uh, that's another type of application also to demonstrate new technology. But the good thing between uh, the partnership between CM Labs and Tiger Cat is we are two uh, Canadian company, not too far. They are based out of Ontario, us, Quebec. So it's not too far driving. Okay. Uh, good exchange in terms of uh, engineering data, knowledge about the equipment, the market, etc. Because the way we approach simulation, and that's one of the reasons why Tiger Cat decided to move with us, is we do the reverse engineering of those equipment. So we really go in the detail. Uh, what you hear from the machine is a real machine sound. We hired a sound engineers to go and record the engine, the hydraulic, etc., the alarms. So when you sit in a Tiger Cat Sims, 
it is the same or really close, I would say, experience than sitting in a real Tiger Cat piece of equipment. Because at the end, that represents their brands and all, all those details are quite important for them. And it's normal. Uh, operators, when you operate a machine, it's all about feeling, necessarily about what you see, but machine vibration, the sounds, etc. So the machines become only one extension of uh, the operator. So those small behaviors are all reproduced in detail inside simulation. Wow. How long does it take to create a simulator for a company? It depends always on the complexity, but I will say an average of six to eight months. Uh, that's our average at CMX okay. when we design earth moving piece of equipment, a crane or forestry equipment. But uh, for example, when we do uh, IN engineering project, when we work uh, as an example with a special agency like NESA or the Canadian one, sometimes yeah, it could be more than a year, depending on the complexity. Um, yeah, I had read that you'd work with NASA. What, what did you create for them? Uh, for them, they're using our uh, physics software because CM Labs is split in two main divisions. There is a training solution where we build training simulators for heavy equipment, cranes, and earth moving, etc. And there is also the uh, physics, or if I can say the engineering division. Vortex, that's our main primary software, all developed in-house at CM Labs. It's a physics engine. So without going into detail uh, yeah. in that aspect, we'll, <laughs> we are not making a PhD out of that, but uh, we simulate in detail all the behavior of the machine. Okay. So when it's time to apply the mass uh, constraint, uh, simulate uh, the hydraulic system, the engine, the transmission, all the details, or to talk with the real machine computers, this is all done by our engineering software, Vortex Studio. So we use the same software to build our simulators, and it's also the main reason why our simulation is so close to the real uh, machine behavior. Okay, great. The, I was thinking the operators, um, do you bring one in to test, to see you know how, how it's going along while you're developing it? Do you bring in a... Yeah, sure. Uh, working with the industry, it's critical for us. Uh, in that case, with Tiger Cat, we have access to the operators and engineers. So very early in the development, uh, we go on site, record videos, sounds, etc., do some tests on the machines. Sometimes we'll put sensors to make sure we are, we capture the uh, acceleration, machine vibration, all in details. Okay. After that, when we go back at CM Labs, we do the reverse engineering of the machine. We have access to the real CAD, so the real 3D model of the machine, etc. We start to apply the physics on that. Let's say after a certain time, when the uh, machine is at 80% there, so almost close to the real machine in terms of uh, behavior, et cetera, we bring a specialist, a subject matter expert. Most of the time, they are instructors and operators. They can come from directly from the customer side, in that case, Tiger Cat. And we also try to bring people from training industry. Uh, we have in Warlock in Quebec, we have multiple uh, training school in forestry. So we talk with them, they come at our office and they start to test the equipment. I'm seeing a bit of more this of that. Uh, the boom is a bit slow. I don't feel enough the vibration on the bucket, et cetera. Okay. The harvesting edge should be improved. So at the last sequence, with the knowledge of the operator, since they are more about the feeling of the equipment, we can tune the last remaining 20%. So that's the reason why we are getting always closer and closer of the real piece of equipment with uh, uh, the development time. Ah, so are they going to be using it just at trade shows? Are they going to be training operators when they get the equipment? Uh, or do you both. Know? Uh, they will use it for both things. 
Of course, for them, one of their primary thing was to train them on their new interface, uh, the PLC, which is the, uh, the computer of the real machine. So when it's time to set, for example, the harvesting speed, et cetera, the machine, that's something they can do on the real interface. And after that, the simulation will react accordingly. Oh. So machine training, and you're right, uh, trade shows, that's also a big part for them. Of course, it's a bit difficult with the current COVID situation. Yeah. All the trade shows got canceled. But when it will go back to normal, that's something we'll bring uh, to those shows. Because simulation, that's good to create conversation, provide experience also, support sales, etc. Why this machine is more uh, powerful versus the other one, more efficient, that's something you can demonstrate versus a real piece of equipment. Okay. In trade shows, it could be uh, challenging. Are you seeing more people do simulators than you have in the past? Is that something folks are headed toward? Or? Yeah, uh, simulation in general, that's a new technology for heavy equipment, construction and forestry. It's been around since a long time with uh, uh, the aerospace. Uh, when you talk about those big companies like CA building uh, flight simulators, they've been there since 50 years. But construction, it's a new technology. I will say it's been more serious in the last 10 years. Okay. And we've seen a lot of traction in the last, I will say, four or five years. Now people are coming to us asking, do we have a training simulators for this type of equipment? They see the value to train people on that. And that's even greater. And also technology evolved at the same time. So the cost of development decreased, the realism of the simulation increased, et cetera. So the technology is really there to support us. Yeah, so technology is better and price is better both. So Yeah, exactly. Exact. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, I also understand that it helps with the safety um, or less damage to your machine if you can train somebody on a simulator before you stick them in a half million dollar machine or something. Um, are you seeing companies use it for that as well? Or? Yeah, there is two aspects. When we look at uh, training schools, before moving on the real piece of equipment, you want to put your green operator on the simulators. First, you remove all the stress factor of operating real piece of equipment. Oh, yeah. As we said, it's very expensive, it's scary, it's noisy, etc. And in terms of recruitment, more and more operators don't necessarily have experience on heavy equipment. So for them, it's a completely new experience. Okay. So by removing the stress factor, they can learn faster. You can put them in challenging conditions that you don't want them to do on the real piece of equipment. Yep. <laughs> so they can experience what is failure. What is the experience when the equipment roll over because you do a tight turn with the harvester inside the slope? Uh, that's something you can experience versus real life. You try to avoid this. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's, that's part of the idea. training. And there is also some customers where they ask us to reproduce an accident. This is true for our crane and earth moving industry. Oh. Uh, one accident happened in New York, uh, oh, what, six years ago, roughly, maybe four. Uh, crane collapsed uh, on the street. One person got killed because of that. So the operating engineers contacted us to reproduce the accident into the simulation. So now they are training every operators operating a crane over a certain uh, requirement. I think it's like uh, over a certain amount of tons and the jib length. So now they need to be trained on the simulator to reproduce the accident and create more awareness toward the operation. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, are you finding that schools like forestry schools are ordering more of these or is it mostly companies? Uh, for us, forestry is still new. Okay. Uh, we've been in that uh, market segment since uh, only two years. Okay. We're working with um, 
partners, but training schools are mainly our uh, customers in that aspect. They do value a lot uh, training in virtual environment. And we see a growing needs with contractors. Since the cost is going down, it's getting more interesting for them because of uh, being training on uh, virtual equipment. And they start to see the return on investment because when you train on simulators, it's not only for new operators. You can also train intermediate to advanced operator. could be on new technology, working techniques, how to be more efficient. For example, if you look at the harvester, how can you be more efficient when you uh, cut down a tree? Uh, you cut it down, you use the momentum of the tree to delimb the, uh, the, the trunk, etc. how to cut this to length, how to position that. So you can work the details oh. to improve the cycle times of the machine or if you want of the operators. And at the end of the day, that's a return investment for the uh, contractors. So that's something you can explore by using virtual equipment. Hey, we just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress. These two organizations, as we mentioned, are dedicated to sound forestry education. And this year, the Pacific Logging Congress will be holding its convention in Palm Springs, California, November 7th through 10th. More information on this event is at www.pacificcongress.org. We also want to thank our sponsors, Timberwest Magazine and Logging and Saw Milling Journal both leading North American forest industry publications. You can subscribe now for free by going to www.forestnet.com. Okay, let's get back with Julian and he can tell us a little bit about the company, CM Labs. As CM Labs, we are 120 employees. Okay. I would say it's split really in half with uh, the Vortex division, the physics engine software. Okay. And also the training uh, solution we, where we build uh, those uh, heavy equipment simulators. Okay. And so are there any projects on the horizon that are kind of exciting coming up? Or has COVID kind of kept you guys under a little that, bit? For this, that's a good point. Uh, COVID, of course, it came with some challenge. We work uh, remotely since a certain time. But CM Labs, a big portion of the company is working on the software, so it's easier for us to work in remote. Okay. Uh, of course, communication brings some challenge sometimes, but uh, we are quite flexible on this aspect. Okay. And in terms of projects, we'll complete the uh, forestry product line soon. There is more project coming, so include more uh, equipment available on the market into this. Like uh, we're already starting the conversation on a track harvester. Oh. Uh, other filler buncher, etc. And next step for us for construction, we are uh, in discussion to integrate uh, machine control system, having great partners. So it's all the uh, automation layers you have on top of those equipment. So how can you support uh, the operator to be more efficient in his job? I think the forest industry is pretty new at introducing simulators. So that seems like a pretty decent market to get into since. Um... There aren't a lot of them. Is that how you're seeing it? Or uh, Forestry, we, like construction, you see a boom in terms of technology. So for us, yes, it's an opportunity uh, we are taking. Also, North America is uh, one of the largest uh, wood supplier in the world. So that's something to consider. We have a lot of space and the way people harvest the forest. They are using now drones to scan forests to determine how many type of wood there is at this area, etc. So they can better plan uh, the harvesting. 
So for us, we see a lot of opportunities to grow in that direction, not only on training, but to be part of uh, the harvesting process. So that's something we would like to explore in the coming years by having great partners like uh, Tiger Cat and other uh, companies like FP Innovation, where they develop uh, technology you can add on top of uh, those machines. So for your, from your point of view, um, say this person might be looking at forestry as their career. Um, do you see a lot of opportunities either as operators or in technology or any of those fields? Or uh, I will say both. Of course, the industry, they have challenge. When you look, the average age of operators is increasing every year. At some point, those operators will retire. So that's something to consider. How do you bring the new generation into the industry? Uh, you need to make it more uh, attractive to them. When you look at the new generation, they are really close to everything related to technology, cell phone, video game, etc. Mm -hmm. So in terms of technology adoption, that generation, I think they will be really proficient. But how do you bring them in the trade? That's a challenge because it's not the, the first trade usually you push people in, yeah. except if you have already a family in the sector. But now it's changing. So they're recruiting more people, more predators from urban area. And since they don't necessarily have experience on the machines, use the simulation. You can visit uh, high school, show them. You see, you can go in that direction instead of going to college, etc. Mm -hmm. You can operate those uh, machines, you can make a good amount of money, we're taking care of you, we'll provide you training, etc. And those machines, uh, it's not like what we think uh, 20, 30 years ago, or even further forestry. Uh, you have those joysticks that looks like a video game joystick. There is some uh, buttons, the interface, etc. Uh, the comfort of the cabin is there also to support you, so you can work 10, 12 hours a day more if needed. So it's a completely different game. So the goal is more to educate the next generation of what is really forestry. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a place there by working with the industry. Yeah, I think you do too. I've seen a lot of young people using simulators at trade shows. I mean, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's a highlight, so. <laughs> but not trade show. When you look at video games now, there is a farming simulator, construction simulator. There is forestry equipment. Oh, there is. So even I mean, I... doesn't have necessarily interest in that sector, they are playing those games and they are learning at the same time. So you see everyone in general has interest in forestry, but sometimes it's just part of the education. Yeah. And by doing the process, I think uh, everyone will win in that game. Well, I will have to go hunt down the forestry game and see what that's like. So, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, For you, um, you guys have any goals on the horizon, things you're looking to do? Maybe. Um, on Dylan? our side, CM Labs, we have a strong presence for every virtual training for every equipment. So by using simulation, next step for us, what we see, we would like to be part of the process. So uh, develop more maybe in the machine learning, AI, et cetera, Internet of Things, the way machine communicate together. Okay. By using simulation, that's good because you can already extract data from the operator for this. Uh, any simulator we have where our rough list of maybe 50 metrics, we record cycle times, fuel consumption, if there is any collision, stability of the machine, etc. So we already extract a large amount of data from the simulators. Okay. And what we would like is to compare this to the real piece of equipment because those machines now, you can sit in the cabin, uh, you log in, 
put your account, okay, my name is Julian, uh, that's the setup of my machine, etc. My performance of the day, how many wood I can extract in one day. So using simulation or if I can say virtual machine and compare with the real machine by using a digital twins, that's the future we see on our side. Oh. And that's coming in, I would say, the coming years, really shortly. Wow, that's that's great. Um, is that, are, are you seeing other companies already showing some interest in that as well? or? Yes, every trade shows uh, when you start to open the conversation. And that's a great thing about the era where we live today in terms of technology. Uh, 10 years ago, it was maybe more challenging, but now construction, forestry, are more open to new ideas, innovation, etc. So when we talk to this to our customers, you feel them engage. Okay. And that's also a strength of CM Labs, our connection to industry to understand What's your day-to-day -day pain? What do you find difficult in your life, et cetera? So we help them to improve uh, their performance in general. Great. So are you looking for anybody for future clients like universities or, I mean, forestry schools or other companies or everybody? Uh, trade school, of course, to continue to grow on the training division. Okay. We are working with university and we would like to extend to more of them by using Vortex Studio, working with them on research also. Okay. Uh, it's already the case when we develop new technology, we work in tight collaboration with industry and university, college, etc., to develop those uh, tech. Like uh, on our side, uh, when I think about uh, our earth moving technology, the accuracy, the way we simulate the ground, it's used now by uh, operating, uh, not operating engineers. This is used for training, but uh, OEMs for uh, developing new machines. Now they can use this technology. So working with industry in general, any sectors, there, we have a lot of knowledge to gain. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's exciting what's on the horizon here. So. Oh, yeah. A lot of potential on our side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is actually... What do you do? You go in, you try it, the, you, you, you practice on the machines and then you apply it to the, your simulators. Um, are, are you part of sort of the technology development or what, what pieces do you play in the? Well, I'm product manager. So I look at the market, I see all the okay. challenges, the problem. I try to transpose this to the engineers so they can develop tools to help the industry. Okay. But the development process, uh, when, let's say, we develop a new piece of equipment like a forwarder, for example, mm -hmm. uh, we talk to training school, uh, we visit them, we talk to their instructors, try to understand the way they teach this to new operators when we have the uh, possibility we are being trained on those machines also to better understand when you can have the experience that makes a big difference for us. So after that, transports this, work with technical part partners okay. like Tiger Cat. So we have access to all the knowledge of the equipment, working with training school, the way to teach, and also working with uh, market experts, uh, could be equipment owners, contractors, etc. So just to better understand where the market is going. So we mix everything together and we build training simulators with a great training curriculum where we take an operators completely green to make it uh, pass across our curriculum and become proficient with the machine. Oh, that's great. So how... I think I might be able to try the Tiger Cat simulator. When do they get theirs to? Uh, Tiger Cat, they should receive their system uh, pretty soon. We're talking about spring 2021. Okay. Uh, it will be available for both Tiger Cat and we'll have also a CM Labs version. 
uh, a generic version where there is no uh, PLC integrated. And we do offer those simulators on different range. From the portable solution, we have a brand new Edge Plus. Uh, that's the uh, portable SIM. So you can put this in a carry case. You can travel across a country. Uh, you can provide remote training also. So this one is great. And if you want to have the fully immersive solution, there is the advantage multiple screens with the controls you can change from an excavator, dozer, grader, etc. What kind of makes your company maybe a little different from other companies that do simulators? Uh, it's really the way we see the industry. We are partners with them. Uh, we talk to them on recurrent base uh, weekly. We talk with our customers, etc. Training school. Okay. We don't hesitate to send our people to being trained and talk to them. So that connection with the industry can uh, create a lot of knowledge internally. So we know what we are talking about when we talk about the industry, and of course our technology, Vortex Studio, the way we build our simulators by doing the reverse engineering. So you build the high end. Uh, simulators in terms of machine behavior, etc. Mm -hmm. With the knowledge from the industry, you just have the perfect tool to train uh, the, for the future. Nice. So is there something about your company people may not know? Oh, the curriculum, yeah. When we develop a new piece of equipment, when we work with training school, uh, we develop the exercise when we talk to, uh, we, by talking to the instructors. So our exercise has developed it to be uh, um, progressive. So okay. always start with a uh, basic exercise, like uh, learning the controls, etc., how to drive the machine and the complexity increase during the curriculum for something more advanced. And we complete with the efficiency because the way we see the training, there is three pillars, safety, always the most important one after that working techniques. And the last one is efficiency. So during that curriculum, we cover those three aspects to make sure all operators, and I call them all operators who are being trained yeah. on our systems, that are fully proficient for the market. So, so that's the way we see this. So curriculum, does that kind of work just, um, for lack of a better word, like a video game? Like you just work through different steps as you get better? Is that and kind yeah, of I think it's a really good comparison. And uh, when you look at video game industry, I think they are probably the best teacher we know. Uh, if school was more like video game, uh, school will be an amazing <laughs> part of one, you know. But, but we work with, uh, just let you know, we work with some experts from the gaming industry okay. because they do have a lot of knowledge to transfer with us. Uh, because video game, are, when you look at it from an external standpoint, it's a, it's a complex puzzle people need to solve. Yeah. How to bring those users engaged, how to uh, teach them, how to educate them on your video game. That's something really challenging and you cannot always use uh, words, etc. So it's more about the experience, the tools you use. So we are using, to, we are trying to transpose uh, those tools, those knowledge into our training simulators. So people can uh, be trained by themselves just by doing the exercise and the instructor will be there more to uh, surround the overall class uh, if they have any question, challenge, etc. So they can learn by their own space. Wow, no, that's really good. Even I could do this. This would be fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe that's not. a good thing. <laughs> Everyone can experience on a similar worst case. You press, you press restart. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for you, what do you see as a real asset to good. the simulators? Uh, Yes, the feedback from the industry when we work with uh, uh, trade schools, 
they can win easily one week of training by using simulation because you remove the stress factors, you boost the confidence. Uh, so when they move on the real piece of equipment, they already know the controls, the basic functions, even some operations. So the next step is really about uh, bridging the gap. What's the small delta remaining they need to learn? So that's something uh, simulation is good at. And we have multiple cases on re quick return investment on this, saving one week here, two weeks here, etc. Or simply an accident uh, save will make a big difference. We want to give a big thank you to Julian for taking time to talk to us about CM Labs simulators and their impact on training in the industry. And thank you again to our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress. Please check them out at their websites, www.pacificforestfoundation.org and www.pacificloggingcongress.org. And if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, please reach out to me at diane at pacificloggingcongress.org. Until later, thanks, stay safe.